when you walk into a bar and think, this is fabulous. I assure you a whole lot of thought has gone into you having that good time before you step through that threshold. For our guest today, it's been his life's work to make sure everyone has a good time. And his mission is making you leave feeling the same way you came in. I'm Susan Schwartz, your drinking companion, and this is Lush Life Podcast. Every week, we are inspired to live life one cocktail at a time by everyone in this industry. Every time I'm in Deshoom, I toast to Robbie Barr, the founder and director of the hospitality concept agency, The Gorgeous Group. Many, many moons ago, when I met him for the first time, Robbie was in the throes of working on the launch of what is now one of the most recognized Indian restaurants in the UK. Robbie is one of those geniuses who knows inherently what makes a good time and how to distill that good time into whatever project he's working on, be it bar, restaurant, and even an upcoming theater project. It was a delight to finally find out how it all began. But before we begin, you can find links on how to donate to some of your favorite bars or have cocktails delivered right to your door during this rough time on the homepage of my website, alushlifemanual.com. Now time for Robbie. Um, I grew up in Manchester, my hometown, which I love. Um, and um, it was it was pretty tough, actually. Um and you know we had no money i was the eldest my mom had to bring up three kids on her own uh, under the age of nine so it's pretty tough for her and um but um you know i always was always um quite competent and quite a dreamer i loved to live in my own world and loved a bit of escapism films um you know wanted something bigger and better and i grew up in a on a council estate and which was was fine it was just a bit you know it was quite tough school was tough um i was i was you know i guess i was bullied but you know i was pretty i was pretty popular as well i was good at sport i was good at you know drama i was good at doing stuff like that um and um i always sort of you know i i, I grew up thinking there has to be something better than this and um, i grew up in a lot of films big you know over the top you know, Busby Barkley musicals, you know, very, you know, very ostentatious, you know, crazy. And um, my grandmother was very influential. And my mom, and this, my mom still is. And, you know, we're very close. And my brothers and sisters, and we're really, really close. Did you watch those movies on TV? I, I grew up thinking, I want a bit of that. And I want a bit of that. You know, and I remember, you know, recently watching uh, Rennie Zellweger on, on um, doing, doing Judy. And I grew up with with all that and you know and more you know um and, and just believing that there was a world out there i wanted a piece of and it wasn't it was something more than just manchester and it's really interesting because you know you, you you know i've got friends i went to school with and college and and stuff and and i'm not you know I, I i'm in touch on facebook and stuff but i'm not i'm not someone who will go back and I've never been invited back to go, you know, I, 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 I did my own thing. I, I, I didn't even have an accent, you know, you couldn't tell us on Manchester talk like that, Arthur Lago. But, you know, it, it never, it was, I always knew I, I, I would get out. Um, and um, so I did. And um, when I did, you know, and um, I, you know, I, I had a bit of, I was a bit of a performer 
I worked in bars. I worked in clubs. I was a bit of a dancer. I, I, I did. I was a bit of a you know, and I and I, I sort of lived a bit of a, an underworld life in Manchester, where no one knew, even my, my my family, which was fun because it had to you know I I was able to sort of find a bit of escapism and at the same time earn some money and um, keep my family you know um, look after them as well but but it gave me a taste of something I saw something quite you know there was a, there was another world out there so that combined with watching films and going to you know seeing another world I thought I want a piece of that so as soon as I could get out of Manchester I, I did and um, and interesting when I go back now which I do often um, you know I love it I mean I, I, I love I'm very close to my family I'm very close to my brothers and sisters I speak to my mum every day or every other day, and it's, you know, and it's and it's great. And they all think I, none of them understand what I do, none of them get it at all. They just know I'm in the in the industry of restaurants and bars and hotels and clubs and whatever. Um, but they they you know they just they just think oh well Robbie he's a bit of a you know a bit of a tension seeker or you know he's a, bit, a little bit sort of um, you know he's a bit a bit of bossy and a, a bit crazy. But you know that was that was it, and I and I, I have no regrets. Um, it was very, you know, I you know I grew up thinking, you know, that if we had a bowl of fruit at a table, then it was a good week. You know, we we it wasn't it wasn't all bed of roses, and there was times when the rent man would come, and my mum would say, "Can we just go and hide?" And we would hide because my mum had no money. Um, so it was it was tough. It was tough, but it was good fun, and there was lots of love and. And um, lots of laughter, and you know, and, and the still is. We have a great. We all have a very strong personality. And my sister is a nursing sister, and she's on the front line at the moment, okay. dealing with. She's running, you know, a COVID ward and stuff, and she's phenomenal. And um, we're, but we're all quite confident and and, and you know and, and assertive and just pushy and always get what we want. All of us. So I, I, I sort of, um, and my mum doesn't regret sort of. I think it was a bit sort of that's the way we were. We were led to look after ourselves and we were very independent. Um, but it made us all quite strong individuals and we all got on with doing what we do best. Yeah. Did you have an idea of what leaving all that was? Did you have an idea of of how you would do that? Yeah. No, I, I didn't. I, I just knew that I wanted... Um, I wanted more. I wanted my own, you know, I wanted to make, I wanted to, you know, to have, to go shopping and, and have books and, and, and travel and have a house, my own house and, and, and do the stuff I, you know, I, I really, you know, wanted to do. I didn't, I didn't want someone to tell me that I couldn't It was really funny. I, I took my niece who's, who's, um, it was her 16th birthday and we took her to Paris in January. And I was thinking, my 16th birthday, I forgot to slap around the ear or something, take us apart. <laughs> anyway, and um, she, um, and it was really interesting listening, listening to her talk about family and how important family is, and her, you know, her, her mum and dad, my sister and her, my brother in law, and talking about how important it is to stay home and stay near home. And when she, when she goes to university, she was going to, go to university in Manchester, and she was, I'm thinking, wow. Yeah, you know, all my nephews and nieces—they're all—they're all this this millennium sort of. They're very close, and it's a very sort of you know. And they, they and I all I could want to do was just get out and just go and see something. I realized I could be dancing on tables, 
for my life. So I, really, I thought I had to get a proper job. And I did I mean, literally, you were literally dancing on tables. I got a management job um, and you know, training management, sort of like a, like a graduate scheme, um, running, a, running, a, running a, a themed restaurant and bar in Manchester. And I had an amazing boss. And she was great. And she, I had, I had spent six weeks in the kitchen, six weeks, you know, um, finance, six weeks in the bar, six weeks in the restaurant, six weeks on the It was really good. And it was that, that very first time I had structure and I had authority and I, I was very respe- receptive and, um, and I really loved it. And, um, and I did, you know, and I, she said, you, you have it, you love hospitality, you've got, but she was amazing, amazing lady. And she said, you know, she put me on some, on like a, a scheme, a management training scheme where I can go and work in different sites. And I got, I went to work in awful places like, you know, um, not awful because they were awful, but I, I think, why am I going there? I went to Northampton, I went to Cardiff. And then, yeah, then, and then I sort of, I, I had a, quite a good job and um, a good position. And, um, you know, in, in, in Cardiff, I was the only non-Welsh gay licensee under the age of 21, you know, in, in Cardiff. And I was uh, thinking, wow, this is great. And I was independent. I was earning some money. And, you know, and I was living in this city, which is, you know, and it was great. The Cardiff people were lovely to me. And I had a bit of a crazy time. And I really loved it. Anyway, I got the opportunity of moving to London to get a job. And London was a big sort of, let's go to London. And that's what I did. And, and I, I got some great, great, you know, opportunities. So was London like always the be all and end all you're going to get to London? It, it was, it was amazing. It was, it was great. And I got some, I, I worked, I worked hard. I, I got a bit, I got a bit off track a, a little bit at the beginning. I could have lived too much through craziness and just some crazy things. Um, but I had, you know, I got some great, I was always being pushy. I've always had a bit of a mouth on me and, um, I, I sort of, you know, people liked me and I was, I was quite fortunate to, to have some good people I went to work for, um, and those people were very important. Um, and, you know, so then I, I, I sort of, you know, I, I did quite well. What kind of things are we talking about? You know, restaurants, bars. I ran, you know, I, I went to work for Alan Yao, the very first Wagamama, which was really, you know, really important, really key. Um, I opened, you know, some bars and restaurants, um, you know, the, the Beach Blanket Babylon, which is a very famous bar. And, and I went to a restaurant called The Collection. And, you know, I did some big stuff, you know, and then... Um, and then I sort of, you know, I, I did, I did well. I was enjoying it. I was popular, and I, and I, you know, I got some, you know, I got some good, um, you know, good, uh, you know, I, I got some good accreditation, and people sort of acknowledged the way I'd done. It was okay. And then I got an opportunity to to go and work for um, Ian Schrager, who was my pretty much my hero, and you know, part of that whole sort of um, Studio Fifty Four, um, and that. You know that sense of creating, you know, escapism with his hotels. It was all about theatre and magic, and and that you know that whole thing about, um, you know, that that grown up club, but it was a hotel lobby, and and eating and drinking was was more than F and B. You know, it was it was stylish, it was cool, it was fun, it was chic, and and I got to work in a different country, and I you know, and I really really enjoyed it. Um, and then. Where, where- 
Okay, wait, you? hold on. You're going so fast. <laughs> no, no, it's good. Um, no, well, I was going to say, where was the first place you went? You traveled abroad, was it? No, I, traveled, I traveled abroad. So I went to I went to went to work um, in New York, okay. and um, and I and I you know I really enjoyed. It. I loved it. Um, but uh, but then things didn't you know didn't go the way I wanted to. I was a bit sort of you know I, I I'm not a blonde blue-eyed American boy who would say yes all the time. I'm I'm you know I'm you know I, I'm challenging. I know I'm challenging. Um, and so so literally I ended up coming back to London after a while and thinking what 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 do I want to do? And I'd worked with some great people. I'd worked with some great companies. I'd worked with the Belgo Group, Caprice Holdings. I'd done some really good things. I worked with Alan Yao, and Alan was a big influence on my life. And and um, and then I thought, well, what what else can I do? And I, I remember coming back, and I it, I came back in about sort of late um to that late nineteen ninety nine, and so and I set up um a um I was asked to open a bar at this big hotel, it was the Park Lane Hilton. And um, I said to them, I didn't want to open the bar and run the bar. I, I, I'd grown sort of bigger than that and didn't want to do that. And um, and Tony Chi, who was the designer, um, he, needed, he was working on this project. He was designing this bar and he didn't particularly like London and he wasn't getting on very well with, um, with, with the Hilton. Guys and and sort of I, I sort of said Do you know what I'll help you set this bar up and um, and it was called Zeta and it was quite a well known bar and it did very well and it it was great and and what it enabled me to do was to um, by 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 accident I I ended up setting up my own business and um, and that's when Gorgeous Group sort of um, started and at the same time Alan was opening a restaurant called um, Hakasan. And in, in Stockport Court Road, and he needed some help, and so I went to help him as well. And that, those two projects were really important in that they enabled me to, you know, to make a mark, make a name, and, and establish, you know, start thinking about establishing a little business of my own. And that's pretty much how it started. Well, before we go into the Gorbachev Group and what you yeah. do, I just want to backtrack just a teeny bit. Um, because we kind of skimmed over a lot of stuff. And I just wanted to know what it was about, you know, hospitality itself, the yeah. bar business. What what really drew you to that other than enjoying going to bars? You know, a lot of people enjoy going to bars and don't go into that business. You know, what was it about it that, you know, kept you there? I think, I think hospitality, um, for me, was a way of um, being someone. I, I wasn't born. I, I was. I could be, be something else. And the great thing about hospitality is that you can walk into a floor, walk behind a bar, walk into a hotel lobby, and you pretty much, you know, your your interaction with guests is is you know, it's, it's a very emotional one. And you can make someone have an amazing day and you can really change the way they feel about things and, and how they feel about that themselves. And that has always been really important to me. I've always been someone who wanted to make other people laugh or smile and have fun and enjoy themselves. It's always been absolutely intrinsic about what I do. So I've always... You know, when I when I used to run, you know, when I used to run the floor, the collection, I used to, you know, I was paid quite a lot of money. I was paid a lot of money, and I, you know, my my, my boss at the time, um, you know, and we're talking, that's, you know, 
you know, really senior people, people like Luke Johnson and, you know, and um, Tim Power, Andy Bastardoni, all these guys, really important guys in the industry today, you know, who, um, you know, they would, they would say, Robbie, just get out there, do your business. They'd give me my own uniform allowance and, you know, I'd get dressed up and, and I would literally run and work the floor. That's all I did. I had the most amazing job. And I loved it. And I and I was lucky in that I, I sort of, you know, you make your own luck. But I, I, I ran busy, high-profile establishments. And I got, you know, and I loved it. I, I got to know people. And, and today I have like a, you know, you know, maybe two dozen really close friends or, you know, and they're all, all of them I, I met through the industry, through through looking after them and you know and that has always been my thing is and hospitality was my way of creating those scenes which i used to watch as a kid and think i want to do something else and it got to be something better than this and that's that's really how it happened and i and i sort of thought if i can make a bit of a difference and make a bit of a change and where people feel you know that is pretty good because then i would feel good um, and I was very lucky, and I and I got to work with some great you know, great people who really inspired me, who um, believed in me, and you know, and I and I and I sort of you know, and I took those keys and I took those responsibility, and I and I ran with it. Um, I was never going to be this shrinking violet who sat in the office making sure the PL was amazing, because that wasn't. You know, I would I would hire people to to do that to work with me. I loved the floor. You know, I loved being out front and looking after and greeting and you know and making sure that, that everyone was having an amazing time. You know, that whole theory of inviting people to your party and and making sure they're having having an awesome time and you know there's some things they walk away with and they talk about and they think about the drinks about the food about the music and all those things and that's exactly the same as running a restaurant running a bar and for me that was really really important and once you know i would get i would get really down when, when i would close up and and finish my shifts and that's when it all starts getting a bit crazy and you you know you you hang out with those like-minded folk that your community your your peers your your head chefs and your fellow restaurant managers i would you know you go out and you'd get a bit sort of messy and and then the next morning you wake up and then, ah you know let's start again and it was crazy but i i i maintained some balance and some discipline um, and I was very lucky because I, you know, I grew up with people around me who weren't so lucky, and um, so I, I tried to keep myself quite, you know, together. I was, you know, because I knew what I come from, and, and I knew that I couldn't sort of let anyone down, and people were relying on me, and people invested in me, so I, I wouldn't do that. And 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 at the end of the day, you know, I didn't. I wanted to just make sure that whoever came in to the into the restaurant or into the bar the next day was going to have an amazing time, and that was my job to do that. And I loved it. And that meant looking after the team, making sure that they were, you know, looked after and they were inspired, and you know, they had some passion. And it was it was great. It was fun. It was it was amazing. And in fact, my old um, I used to be. Um, an F&B manager, I used to run this restaurant at this awful, big, huge hotel called the Tower of Thistle Hotel. And it's now a Groman Hotel. And they had like a 1,200 bedrooms. It's an incredible monster factory. And the GM at the time was a great guy called Kurt Kewen, who sent me a message just last week. And he, you know, he, he then became CEO of a big hotel company. And he's a really nice guy. And he took a huge, you know, he took a massive um, gamble in hiring me. Because I wasn't, 
I wasn't polished. I wasn't this sort of hotel background. I didn't go to hotel school. And, you know, he took a bit of a gamble. And, and, I, and I found it really tough, really tricky. But, you know, I made it work and I, and I loved it and I did well. And, you know, but it was great that he, he, he just dropped me a line last week saying, oh, how's, you know, I, I hope you're not in London. And I hope you, you looked after. And, and it was nice. You know, he, I remember years later, but when, I think when I just started Gorgeous Group, and I, I was in between, I, I just given up a lease and a flat and I was trying to buy a flat. And I had a few weeks when I, where I had nowhere to live. And he gave me a room in one of his hotels and just like, oh, you have this room. And he charged me like crazy, stupid, nothing. And uh, he was so kind. And, and then years later, he was a client. And, and then, you know, I would literally, you know, do projects for him and, and his company. So it, it, it comes around, you know, you're, you're, you work hard and you're nice to people. And, and that's, that's pretty much what I, was, I grew up thinking. Um, and been, you know, that was important in, in my family. And that's something I've adopted. And, um, and, and also it's something I really enjoy. Um, and then applied that to, to hospitality um, and made it work. So when you started the Gorgeous Group, um, had you any idea what it would become? By the way, he's shaking his head now. <laughs> no way. And it's interesting. Every day, I, I do you know, the weirdest things make me worry me. Um, and I don't worry about, you know, business and bringing in new business and, you know, it's the other stuff. It's the people pieces, and you know that really worries me. And 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 you know, I just never knew. The hardest thing of what I do is 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 the people piece, running the business, making sure I'm looking after my team, and making sure that they, you know, they, um, they you know, they, they enjoy what they're doing. Um, and you know, and it's it's. I, but I never knew. I thought it would be. And I had some great people who worked with me, you know, who helped me build the business from the beginning, um, Jason and, and, and Julian. And, you know, and they did an incredible, amazing job. And, and I guess I've always had this very quite strong personality. So, the, you know, I've always, even today, I'm the one who will do the presentations, who will nurture the client, who will give them a little bit of a, you know, and spend time with them. And I, that piece of work, I don't, I, you know, I have no problem with it. I love doing it. But I never thought, if someone said to me, we, I, we would still have a business in 20 years' time, which it is now, um, and we'd still be doing the most amazing things and doing what we did 20 years ago, but now doing it with, with hotels and with department stores, with shopping centers, with airlines, with, you know, you know I, I would never have guessed. And so, you, you know, I, I've created my own sort of destiny, um, but, but I had no, there was no map, no map at all. And even today, I'm, I'm, I've got to think about, you know, the next sort of, you know, two to five years. You know, I've got, I've got a couple things I'd love to do. Um, but uh, th th there was no plan to do to to do you know what, what it is today at all. Um, so just to go back a little for those who might not know what the Gorgeous Group is, um, so you started with that one project. Yeah. Tell me about how it snowballed. What were some of the you know fabulous projects that came to you while well, while it was going well, you know in these past twenty years? Yeah. I mean the um, so Zeta was incredibly important. It's um, you know, I work with an amazing guy called Jason Fendick, who is an incredible soul. And, um, you know, and he and I, we, we sort of made this work and it became 
it was the very first time when you know the word style bar you know came came together and there were some big personalities on you're just starting to make a name for themselves you know and people like Dale DeGroff and Andy Bradsell and you know there's there's key people and Oliver Payton and um you know and I and we opened Zeta and it was way ahead of its time and it was in it was in, you know we turned an old basement with offices um into a great beautiful bar um and that was really Jason was the talent behind that and I just sort of made it happen um and Tony Chi did the most incredible design um and the drinks were absolutely out of this world they were you know healthy those days that that strap line was the, a healthy approach to alcohol um and it was way ahead you know I remember so getting, ahead of its time I remember getting we got eight pages in L I remember you know uh, and then we we won some big awards. We won the Time Out Bar of the Year. We won the Evening Standard Bar of the Year. And in those days, bars were just becoming to be destinations where people would travel to and go out and plan to spend their their whole their whole evening. And then on the back of that, you know, at the same time, you know, Hackersam was just happening, um, and that was a big gamble for Alan. You know, to put this crazy, beautiful, decadent outrageous, spectacular um, Chinese, modern Chinese in the basement of this disgusting street just off Tottenham Court Road. And we, we helped him do that. And they had an incredible, we, we spent time on the bar and on the floor and the lounge and reception. It was it was quite fun. And actually I, I ran um, Hakkasan shifts for about three or four months because, because um because the management team kept coming in one door and out the other. They, they just didn't last because it was just so full on. And that was magical. I loved it because, you know, I was back doing what I loved doing, you know, two, three years back before. Um, but that was, but then I helped, you know, then people would knock on the door and go, can you help me do this? Can you help me do that? And, and I got some good projects. We, we did some incredible stuff, um, you know, some nice high profile projects. And, you know, and it, you know, it, it was good fun. I was working with some, you know, hotel brands, big brands, you know, like, you know, the Hilton's the world, but Marriott's um, and Four Seasons. And they, 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 they were very good to me. And I, you know, and I, right at the very beginning, it was, it, it was two or three bars. Like we did Rockwell straight afterwards as well. And that did really, really well. That won another big award. And then we needed another bar and, and rest and diner actually in, in, in um, Foxer Street. Um, so we did some good stuff and 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 then we sort of you know it, it sort of it sort of established itself and then we ended up becoming then a bit of a name in sort of um, hotels um starting off with bars originally and then and then going into into restaurants so that's how it all started and then i get it, I, I started to get quite a bit of work from different markets so from different countries and you know um paris and switzerland and, and you know germany and you know all over and it was fun and then i went over out of europe to to the um middle east and to asia um so it was it, it was great i was on a bit of a rock and roll and it, it only just you know you burn up but it was it was good fun it was great fun so when you say you did a bar say the hilton where they'd come to you and say do us a bar or what like what would you do it started off as being, you know, give me an idea, give me a story and bring the key people together and, you know, help me promote it and talk about it and um, design the menu. And, you know, 
that's how it started. It was, it was always, there was always an, the experience piece there, but it was also a very functional piece. Um, and, you know, and that's how the, the whole, so people would say, I've got a space, I don't know how it works, I don't know what to do, I want something cool, and I want something what you've done like you've done there, you know. And, and, that, and that was pretty much how it worked. And, you know, and, and, and that's what we would end up doing. It, there was no, there was, there was definitely um, lots of art and, 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 and a little bit of science behind it. Um, and there's a lot of passion. Um, and, um, but we were young, we were like, you know, we were just winging it really. What we had is amazing experience. So we had great experience and knowing what people wanted. And I still have that, I still got that. I can walk into pretty much most bars and, and restaurants on the planet and tell you why it works or why it doesn't work. Because it's it's just sort of intuitive, it's inert to me and I, I get it. And um, so that's pretty much how it started. And then as it grew, we become we had to become quite serious. You know, we we were working with some big brands and they wanted more than just a good idea or a nice bartender or some great drinks. It has to be more than that. And and then, you know, it, 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 especially when you start doing restaurants, you start doing breakfast in hotels and you start to do, you know, three meals a day and then start thinking about staffing models and purchasing and procurement and anything oh and then and then spending time with kitchen designers and bar designers and then spending time with marketing teams it it, it it sort of so we actually ended up sort of developing our own sort of way of working and some tools and what you actually needed to to put together a great bar and we were pretty much um the first one of the very first companies like that who did that so as we were doing this then there was there was quite a few um, you know, bartenders, bartenders who just left bars and went and became consultants. And now, and I, I've never used the word consultants. And and today, you know, it's, it's the farthest I will ever, you know, be, be thinking of referred to. Um, and I, I know we refer to that a, a lot, a lot. But today, our job is is pretty much what it was by the very beginning. But now it's a lot more, you know, there's still the emotional stuff we have to deliver. But now it's very much, it's it's purely about creating exceptional experiences. And that's it. And whether that is in a bar, in a restaurant, in an airport lounge, in a shopping center, in a, in a beautiful department store, or whether it's actually in, a, in an office block or working with, you know, working with a big corporate blue chip company, it's about creating an exceptional experiences usually guest experiences sometimes it's a very transactional customer experience and sometimes it's between a worker and you know a, a company but it's all about dealing with that making people feel amazing what that emotional stuff feels like when you walk into a space any space and there's there's, there's butterflies in your tummy and you think what is going on here? This is this is crazy. Why do I? This is amazing, and that whole butterflies turns to excitement and adrenaline, and that whole thing translates into this incredible, magical time. And then when you leave that time, when you go home and you talk about it, when you that talkability, that sort of, and this happened and that happened, that's what this is. That that how you can convert a transactional, you know, element into something emotional. And get people to talk about it and how it makes people feel. You know, when I watched those films and when I went to restaurants and bars, it made me feel 
amazing. It made me feel special. I, I posted a, a tweet today talking about, you know, there's this amazing um, film in, in, in 1932 called Grand Hotel. And, and, and it's an exceptional film. It's an amazing film. But there is this whole thing about, you know, hotel lobbies where the most mundane things can happen. It's a transactional experience. But then there are also the most incredible places where your life will just change. And you can do all those things in those spaces. And I think that's exactly what we do today. And whether it's working with a, a blue chip corporate client in Canary Wharf, or whether it's working with a global hotel brand in Boston, or whether it's working with a hotel company in Delhi, or a hostel company in, in Dublin, it's exactly the same. We, we, our job is to bring, you know, bring magic and, and bring and bring wow and bring emotional pizzazz and, and, and sort of, you know, all that sparkle and that magic dust to, to life. You know, we, we're working with um, we're working with a theatre company at the moment, um, which is one of the most iconic theatres in, in the world. And they came to us and said, you know, we, we want to create this beautiful, we're restoring this theatre to its original glory, and we're going to have this beautiful grand salon, which has been there since the Regency period. period. And then we want to create this incredible afternoon tea. Can you create something which is in line with what we do on stage? This, you know, they've got, you know, it's a huge reputation. And I said, absolutely. And this is like a, you know, it, it, even though I'd never worked in the theatre in that way before, I'd never done catering or anything like that. And it was just like, let's, and we're just applying that whole art and science about creating that, that, that razzmatazz and that wow to to this this you know this 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 sort of you know medium and which is theatre, and um and it's it's incredible because you 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 find yourself doing something, you know I was explaining to this incredibly amazing guy who's incredibly important the CEO of his you know company, and I said I was trying to explain to him the difference between service and hospitality, and uh, you know and, and and how looking after someone can change someone's life rather than serving them. And, you know, and, and I was trying to explain what this means. And, and it's all about this sort of how it makes people feel. And we, we were having a bit, of a bit of a row with this design. And I was saying, this is great. I said, but the aesthetics you're creating has to be in so intelligent. It can't be just about what it looks like. It's how it makes people feel. And anyone can choose to make that wall gray. But someone can make that decision to make it look, you know, feel you know, look spectacular so that when a guest comes in, they go, oh, my God, look at that. Isn't that beautiful? And we all have that ability to be able to make that happen. So, you know, and that's every day. And, you know, it's, it's it, that's every single thing. I mean, today I have words on three concepts for a project we are working on at the moment in the Middle East. And, you know, one of them is an Italian restaurant. Um, one of them is a all-day dining experience. And then one of them is a beautiful cocktail bar. And, you know, I, I get so much thrill at doing that initial piece of work. Right at the beginning, as much thrill today as I got out of it sort of 19 years ago when I first started doing this. So it's it's the same thing. It's, it's just every single project is massively different. But we apply the same ethos, whether that's working on a luxury hotel in Zurich or whether it's working on a beautiful loft bar in Paris and it's the same it's the same thing so that is you know and now I've worked out how we can turn that stuff we do 
into something which is quite formulaic and something which is also there's a process behind it there's this incredible process behind it so that there's a creative piece and there's a process piece and we put it together and that's what people pay for and now we with that because we've got process as well as the creative that's what people now it's opening doors for us which we we never thought would open but it all started off right at the very beginning with bars and interestingly and because my name is Robbie Barr everyone always says you know and it comes back to me and even people like big journalists like people like Nick Lando will ring me up and go can you talk to me about drinks can you talk to me about bars and you know and even that when I put that video out on on, on LinkedIn it was for, it was for charity but there was an expectation for me to make a drink you know but actually when you look at that video it's about what I was wearing what I was using my equipment the whole razzle dazzle and also my little twist on something and it was theater and it's bringing it to life a little bit and, and that there's a whole thing about doing the the, the the you know doing something quite bland and, and a functional piece or or giving it a bit of zoom and making it feel magical and making someone feel magical at the same time so that's pretty much so it's it's exactly what I set out to do all those years ago when I was working in bars and restaurants. It's just ended up in a different way. Um, and even now when I'm entertaining at home, you know, I hate cooking, but I love entertaining. So it's 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 always got to be that balance. And thank God Scott loves cooking. So it's it, it, it's great, thank God. But it is, you know, it, and that's and that's what it's about. It's like putting those things together. But it's always that looking after. And it's exactly the same principles as I was running shift. You know, when if I was doing opening doing a pre-opening shift briefing, Hakasan is exactly the same sort of process and thinking, creative thinking, as I would do having a having a drinks party, you know, in, in our house here. It's the same thing. Of course, you know, it's funny is that you just you said, and you probably don't even know that you said it. You said, I've never worked on a theater, yeah. but you have totally lived your life, <laughs> you know living like you are on stage so yeah. you know it's, it's it's so funny that you would say you've been you've been working oh, in theater your get, entire life and i get so lost in it you know we had um on saturday we we you know especially in lot in lockdown you know, it's quite it's quite tricky but on saturday i i said you know what well let's make martinis so we had a bit of a martini supper and it was great, and it was just, and we just sort of, you know, Scott was doing some art stuff and craft things in the, in the conservatory, and, I, and he was painting, and, and I was making martinis, and we were having twiddlers, and then we were having some nibbles, and it was just so good. And I think, you know, it's it's that whole thing about making people feel that they are somewhere special, and it's somewhere different, um, because life's pretty tough out there. So if we if we, you know, can't go out, and you know, experience something. You know, and, and one of my big projects I, I worked with, you know, recently the last few years was Dishoom. And working on Dishoom was was incredible for me because it was I'd never worked on something like that before. Um, the guys behind it came to me with an idea and a name, and then I went to Bombay and and I fell in love with this whole story. And I thought, what can we do to make this really, you know, come to life? And we we applied that whole principle. We, we, we you know, that whole thing about creating a party and, and looking after people and, you know, taking people on a journey and storytelling. And the whole thing is about, you know, this isn't about food. You know, this isn't just about drinks. It's the whole package. 
And it was amazing. And to do something like that, working with, you know, working with some great partners and great clients who really, you know, gave you that they trusted you and they empowered you. And, and I put so much blood, sweat and tears into, into that project. Um, and today, you know, I have nothing to do with this soon today, but, you know, every time I see something and I hear something and I, you know, and I, I read anything, there's a little bit inside me, which makes me feel very proud. And Shamil, who's one of the, um, the, the, he's the founder and, and you know, he's, he's the main, he's a CEO owner. You know, he still sends me his messages and how's this and how's it going. And we, and we have this very, and, and, you know, these people came to me and nine, one of them were restaurateurs. And we helped them come up with this idea and help them develop this. But the biggest success, I think, is we helped them understand what hospitality was all about and how they were going to apply this and, and really disrupt the model of the Indian restaurant and change that and make casual dining exceptional, make it fun, make it a journey, take people out of their comfort zone at the same time, make them feel, wow, that was just incredible. And I think that's exactly, so, you know, if we can make that work and we can achieve, and then, you know, and people say, what's your most successful project? And I just say, we haven't done it yet. Yeah, it's, it, it's not, I still not happy about, you know, I still frustrate myself with, you know, things and I get too emotionally involved and, um, and it, it, it's quite challenging sometimes. And, um, but, um, but I'm quite pleased we haven't done, you know, I was listening to an interview with Martin Scorsese yesterday on my podcast and he was just saying, you know, what was your favorite film? Was it Taxi Driver or, you know, was it The Irishman or, you know, and he's just, and you could tell he, he, he's not done it yet. He, he's still in his 70s, mid seventies and he's still thinking what it's going to be. And it probably will have Nero. But you know, it's the same thing. I, 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 I've not done it yet. Um, and you know, and and, I, and and when you come up to you know, you know, times like this, which are really challenging, and it gives you time to to to. Well, actually, I'm not. I have not had any time at all. I've been crazy, but you have to sort of you know, you have to stop, and you have to restart, and you have to rethink. And you have to, you know, re- repurpose your, 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 you know, what your business is about, and you know, how can we get things moving again in, in a new world, you know, in a new normal? Because things have massively changed. And deep down, I think I probably think that this is, you know, whilst it's horrific, um, that the challenge I'm quite relish, you know, I'm looking forward to sort of thinking about how we're going to do this. I still don't know what we're going to do, um, but I do know that I've got to help. Um, my, my my clients and and you know as many people as we can to to get through this really you know tricky time because people will always want to go out and always want a little bit of magic that little bit of escapism and they will always want to feel like there's something quite special um, whether it's with with um, physical distancing in, you know in the same place I, you know I I don't know so I think there will always be room for that but at the same time it's about you know making things better and creating exceptional experiences and making things work better but, but making the guest think wow that was really amazing so it's a, how to apply that to this new normal um but I'm, I'm i'm looking forward to to hoping that that can you know we can make that happen quite quickly um well, it won't be quickly but it, yeah we can be part of that whole process um and, um, you know, and I, and I love these new projects. I love these new challenges where people come to you and go, you know, have you ever done, you know, a co-living space? Or have you ever worked on, in a bank 
or have you ever done in a theatre, or have you ever worked, you know, in you know in an opera, you know? And I, I'm not, you know, I'm, these are all things I just had to say. Yeah, I can do that, and we've adapted because uh, as long as we've got our processes and as long as we've got creative energy and the the um, and the sort of vision to make it, you know, to change things, move it forward, then I think that's a great thing. The day I wake up in the morning and think, actually, you know, I don't want to do this, then I won't do it, and I, I'll move on. But uh, I'm very lucky, as as my um, my commercial director said to me the other day, you know, you you know, you're lucky. You you know, this is a, this is a hobby, and it is. It's not really a hobby, but I love what I do. Um, and because a hobby, you don't necessarily put a hundred percent into it all the time. I put a hundred and ten percent into it every time. Um, but it is something I, I'm very fortunate. And interestingly, I've I've never had so much food I've cooked for four weeks. I've not been. I can't tell you. I my 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 normal my normal life would be eating out at least once a day. So to go from that and and to actually you know it's kind of you know I get thrilled planting seeds in my 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 vegetable patches and going to my greenhouse and crazy things turn me on at the moment. It's, it's kind of odd. Um, but it, it is, you know, that, and I keep thinking, waking up thinking, what will it be the first restaurant or the first bar I go to when, when it all gets normal? And it is kind of really hard to think about what that will be. Um, so, yeah. I think, yeah, I think we're all going through that. But yeah. um, I can't wait to see what you do in the new normal. Yeah. And I can't wait for you to be able to tell us what theater you're working on. Yeah. <laughs> so we will, we will come back to you a little Great. later. And uh, we will talk to you then. Brilliant. Is that all right? It's great. Yeah, really, really good. All right. Cool. Thank you so much. Thank you. Of course, I couldn't leave Robbie without asking him where he loved to drink. And not surprisingly, there were loads on the list. You talked about bars that when you walk in, they give you butterflies. Can Mm. you give me some of your favorite ones that you can think of, you know, worldwide? I love... Um, there was a guy called Brian Silver, and um, he he runs the bar at, at the um, at Rules upstairs. And whatever bar he's ever run, I, he always makes it. It always makes you want to go in there and think, "Wow, this is this is special." Um, and he, uh, you know, he's he has this incredible ability to to you know. To, it all together and it's a bit like going to watch a you know a ringmaster and how and it's a masterclass because it's wonderful seeing him with his team and um i I love watching him work and seeing how he puts it all together and i I, so he's probably wherever his bars are and for me today is, is if i was probably thinking now what bars i would go to that would probably be one of those which i i i would definitely go to um because it's, it's a, real, a real favorite. Um, and then a bar which we we did work on recently, which I love and I've always loved, but now I love it more because the drinks are much better. Um, and the, the pizzazz is better, is, is the bar, the Goring, which is kind of special because the Goring has always had a bit of a soft spot in my heart because I've always liked the, you know, the, the, the old school glamour, the, you know, the silver service of the, you know, the canapes and the, you know, the, the, the hospitality, the, you know, that, and it's a bit sort of, you know, when I, 
obviously when I was going, you know, they had they no, had no music. The ice wasn't great. The glasses worked fantastic, but it was it was the whole thing about being at the Goring. Now we have great music. We have great glasses. We have great glassware. We have great drinks. We have great drinking food. It's magical. So now I love going there, and I think I, I would look forward to to going there again uh, as soon as soon as I I can. Um, I like the King, the old King Cold Bar um, in 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 New, in New York. Um, I like Ben Lund's at the, at the Carlisle. I love it there. I love that bar. Um, I like Nomad. Um, I like Violet's Hour in Chicago. Um, I like Iron Ferris in Bangkok. You know, the, um, there's a couple of bars in in in, in Delhi. We we, we 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 worked on which uh, you know uh, the Obroy in Delhi, one of my beautiful hotels we, we you know we worked on a bar and a restaurant there but the bar is quite special um yeah i mean they, they are you know but i also love dukes um and i love going to the congo i mean i love going to see my friends people you know like you know seeing ago in action um you know or going to artesian and i love the wigmore you know wigmore is a very special place because it's something we you know we disrupted the whole pub thing and we made it posh and fun and the Ooh, Wigmore is exceptional. I love it. I, you know, if I want to go there, we're just and I've got all these friends, so I can just say, "You're gonna, you're gonna love this bar. You're gonna love that bar." And so I know, I always know where to take them. So and and the Wigmore is one of those sort of. It's an easy. I didn't have to think about it. I could go and I and I, I will always have an exceptional gin and tonic or a glass of punch or a you know a, a great glass of something. You know, it, it just it's just different. I've got bunny rabbits in my garden. So sweet. You know, I, I have a feeling that if we kept talking, you would name every single bar in not only London, but the world. So go enjoy your bunny rabbits. Yes, I will. And um, again, thank you so much. Not at all. It was fantastic to have Robbie on the show, and I can't wait to hear about his next projects. For our cocktail of the week, this is one that Robbie created for the hashtag Hospitality for Heroes Challenge, which is raising money for the NHS hospitals. Our cocktail of the week is the gorgeous Negroni Spagliato. It's a simple yet gorgeous twist on the original. All you need are three ingredients. 25 mils of Campari, 25 mils of sweet vermouth, and sparkling pink champagne to top it all off. Add the Campari and sweet vermouth to a wine glass, then throw in ice and gently top up with the sparkling pink champagne. Then stir it all together and you have one gorgeous Negroni Spagliato. You'll find this recipe, more recipes, and all the cocktails of the week at alushlifemanual.com, where you'll find links to all the ingredients. I've just begun reading the business bestseller, Start With Why, by Simon Sinek. So much of it resonates with me. If you're about to start a brand or an entrepreneur, I highly recommend it. I heard the owner of The Dead Rabbit recommend it as one of his Bibles, and I can see why. If you live for Lush Life, make sure you are giving back to the bars you love by donating or taking part in cocktail delivery where you live. Theme music for Lush Life is by Stephen Shapiro and used with permission. And Lush Life is always and will be forever produced by Evo Terra and Simpler Media Productions. 
which leads me to say the wise words of Oscar Wilde, all things in moderation, including moderation, and always drink responsibly and wash your hands and stay safe. Okay, I said that last part. Next week, we are meeting the brand ambassador of one of the most popular spirits of all time, and it was only launched in 2005. Until that time, bottoms up.